So, Rachel. Oh, yeah? The crew of the Enterprise is subjected to an exotic illness that drives them to unusual manic behavior akin to a type of alcohol intoxication. Yeah. What do you think you're going to get? It'll be due to terrible infection prevention. I'm hoping for dancing, karaoke, and kissing, Mm. but I'm guessing there might be violence, crying, and creepy stuff. Oh, okay. Data will be unaffected and we'll find it curious while saving the day. Not bad. Rachel watches Star Trek. Captain's Log, Stardate 41209.2. We are running at warp 7 to rendezvous with the science vessel SS Tsiolkovsky, which has been routinely monitoring the collapse of a red supergiant star into a white dwarf. What has brought us here is a series of strange messages indicating something has gone wrong aboard the research vessel. SS Tsiolkovsky, repeat your message. Well, hello, Enterprise. Welcome. I hope you have a lot of pretty boys on board, because I'm willing and waiting. In fact, we're going to have a real blowout here. Do it! Yeah, go ahead! Woo! Ha ha ha! Do it! Ooh, welcome to Rachel Watches Star Trek. I am Chris Lackey. And I'm Rachel Lackey, and things are getting steamy in here. Are they getting steamy? Nah. This week we are covering the first regular episode of The Next Generation, titled The Naked Now by J. Michael Bingham. It's DC Fontana. Oh. She wrote the script. Why is she masquerading? Well. You only need to watch the episode to find out. (laughs) (laughs) This episode was also directed by Paul Lynch. Let us get into the synopsis shall we? Yeah. The USS Enterprise, D, is investigating a loss of contact with the SS Sieskowski. Ooh, that's a mouthful, isn't it? That is not pronounceable. I don't even think I'm saying it right. Now, this ship has been observing the death of a red supergiant star. As you heard in the clip, a sultry woman speaks from the Sieskowski, (laughs) (laughs) saying she's willing and waiting for pretty boys and a blowout. (laughs) The top five pretty boy characters in 80s movies, according to TVOverMind.com, Stan Gable, Revenge of the Nerds, Teddy, One Crazy Summer, Steph, Pretty in Pink, David, the Lost Boys, and Johnny, the Karate Kid. Wait, David? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. And Lost Boy. Come on, he's uh, a pretty boy. I don't know what's pretty boy really. Jeez. Then no, I I get the like the jock blonde '80s jerkwad because that's most of those guys. But David? <laughs> no. Oh, so a pretty boy's a jock? Generally, yeah. They're oh. like the preppy handsome blonde dudes all right and technically david was blonde i mean that's key for sutherland's character anyway but yeah. <laughs> has nothing to do with this episode of star trek i just wanted to know what a pretty boy was in the 80s <laughs> <laughs> for me joey mcintyre from new kids on the block well there you go so over the intercom they hear laughter and then what data tells us is the sound of an emergency hatch blowing Ooh. Riker, Data, Jordy, and Yar beam over to this set of Skoski. There's what looks like cats, toys, knickers, and food everywhere. Did you notice the phaser burn marks on the wall? Oh, I didn't. No, me neither. Oh. A wild party, Data deduces. 
Through a view screen, they see a deserted bridge with the emergency hatch open to space. Riker remarks that the crew were sucked out into space, to which Data corrects him, pedantic as ever, stating <laughs> that they were instead blown out. I found that annoying. I do like Data, but every time he clarifies something like this, the pace just screeches to a halt. Yeah. It's not all going to be like this, is it? No. Okay. No. Things get so much better later <laughs> on. It's just they're finding their feet, and that's his bit and his shtick. Yeah. And it makes more sense later. He's not a total idiot. I think he reminds me of our son Albert, though. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the source of the affection and the irritation. <laughs> He's the world's greatest pedant. Oh, boy, is he? Yep. Yar finds 10 people frozen dead in engineering. Someone has vented all the heat out into space. Geordie finds a sex party in the crew quarters, all of them nude with a tastefully placed groin towel. <laughs> all frozen, by the way. Are they going to use that effect in every episode? Uh, I don't think so. I think probably they did it in the first episode and they had a lot of it left over. And they're <laughs> like, hey, yeah, let's just use this up for this. Let's hypothesize what went down here. Okay. They're all still sitting there yeah. as they're being frozen to death, mm -hmm. lounging around with each other. I guess if you're kind of drunk, you don't feel the effects of the cold. It does lower your core temperature. But then again, they say specifically it doesn't actually work like alcohol mm. because it's not alcohol. It just has a similar effect on the brain. Don't think about it too much. <laughs> Wouldn't they, for example, huddle together more or put clothes on if not they bothered. were freezing to death? But they're not bothered. They're not bothered. Lost all reason? <laughs> Doesn't make any Which sense. doesn't happen to the crew on the Enterprise. <laughs> this is a more progressed version, perhaps, than we ever see in our crew. Yeah, maybe if things were let go long enough, they would deteriorate to this level of chaos. Yeah. So Jordy opens the shower to find a fully clothed woman frozen who falls into his arms, infecting him. I thought fully clothed shower. That sounds familiar. <gasps> Did you really? I didn't remember why. Oh, wow. <laughs> Though. So back in Crusher's office, she and Troy are analyzing tricorder readings, but are unable to give any theories to Picard as to what happened to the crew. They're positioned really weirdly with Picard right up against Troy's back. It's creepy. I feel like she should have angled her body so that she wasn't bummed to groin with him. <laughs> Troy seems a bit irritated by him as well. But I like her new hair and outfit. Yeah, this is our more standard Troy yeah. ensemble here. But why does she get to wear her civvies? She's a counselor? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Picard <laughs> orders the away team back after undergoing decontamination. So they have learned something. Well, I guess so. Obviously, it's not full decontamination because they're still <laughs> freaking contaminated. <laughs> Spoiler! In sick bay, Crusher scans the away team. Everything is normal except Jordy is sweating. This is so topical, Chris. Uh, I know. We get this scene. Normal all across. Except, why are you perspiring, Lieutenant? I suppose because you have it too hot in here. What else would it be? Doesn't sound like you, Jordy. <laughs> well, well, maybe it's not. Maybe she threw her voice. Hey, it was a joke. What is this saying about Geordie? That he's weird? <laughs> they don't really go anywhere with this line of him getting angry yeah. thing, do they? No, because he gets sad later, as we see. So I don't know what this weird angry outburst is. Maybe he's angry because he's sad. I don't know. Is he usually incredibly stoical? Is that why it's important no. that he's losing his emotional no, control? He, no? He's just he's kind of an easygoing guy. Yeah. Yeah. Crusher does more testing on LaForge and confines him to sickbay, although she can't find anything wrong with him. 
Riker has an idea. He vaguely remembers reading about someone showering in their clothes and needs Data to look through everything in the computer library. Data's a search engine, <laughs> basically, in this. Riker is me at every quiz. My brain goes, oh, I knew something about that once. Searching. Anyway, it's going to take Data hours, which might have been good pre-internet. Yeah, I know. Jeez. Didn't quite anticipate that, did they? In sickbay, while Crusher is busy testing, LaForge takes his comm badge off and leaves. Once she realizes he's gone, Crusher notifies Bridge and Lieutenant Yar and security are on the job. This means they can't trace him, does it? Yes. LaForge breezes into the Crusher quarters where Wesley is testing out his mini tractor beam. LaForge is very encouraging, also a bit creepy. Oh, did you think? Yeah, he's just standing a little too close to him. And oh. I'm like, oh, Wesley, you're doing really good. I'm like, whoa. Oh, no. Pull it back. He's impressed with Wesley's technical ability. Wesley also shows him this audio device that emulates Picard saying stuff. <laughs> I'm sure this won't come up at all in the plot. <laughs> he's very clever and creative, isn't he? Yes. I presume they don't have TV or video games on the Enterprise. They do later on. Later? Yeah. I don't yeah. think they've got him yet. If no. He's got, if he's this inventive. Jordy touches Wesley on the shoulder and then wanders off out of the room. Poor Wesley is very confused by Jordy's behavior. Mm. Now, Jordy is in the observation lounge looking out into space wistfully. Yar comes in and tells him that Medical is worried about him. He says that he needs her help not to give in to these wild impulses that he's feeling. Mm. Again, we don't really get much detail about that yeah. later. LaForge is sad that he can't see like normal people, and he takes off his visor. He touches Lieutenant Yar, and she is now infected as well. They have a sound effect. It's not the rattlesnake sound yeah, effect. Yeah, I missed that. But it's still like an indicator of like, <laughs> infection. I liked it when it was more on the nose. <laughs> she then leads him to sickbay. In sickbay, LaForge is now strapped down. You don't want him wandering off. And Deanna, Crusher, and Picard are all stumped at the cause of the infection. Yar leaves but she too is now showing the sweats. Oh, classic Star Trek. We've got highly intelligent people acting in dumb ways to serve the plot. Oh. <laughs> One of the landing party is sweating and experiencing personality change. Get all the landing party quarantined yeah. properly. How about some personal protective equipment for everyone the landing party has been in contact with? If the infection makes them secretive for some reason, then just pull the CCTV. Yeah. It's all preposterous. That at, at no point does anybody go, wait a minute, this is some kind of contagion. Lock everything down. Yes. Maybe because we're in the world of COVID-19. Yeah. That it we're seems so obvious to us now. Aware of these behaviors and yes. the things that you should be doing. Picard voices his concern about the contagiousness of the infection. But for some insane reason, Dr. Crusher thinks that since they went through the transporter decon, that it can't be transferred. The what decon what? Decontamination. Why would she think that? Well, maybe it's always been the case before. They solved this, did they? No. By removing anything from somebody that they didn't go down there with every time they come back in the transporter. Is that what it is? Yeah. That should work. It should work, but obviously it's not working. Yeah. So then you should start behaving like, well, maybe our decon isn't yeah. working properly. What's the harm in acting as though it wasn't working yeah. properly? Yeah. It's, it's preposterous. So on the bridge, Data and Riker are still doing their search, but it's proving very difficult. But when Data doesn't get some human thing, it causes Riker to remember where he heard it before. He was looking through the history of past ships called Enterprise. <laughs> and then Data finds the file from The Naked Time, the old episode that this is you know, yeah, riffing off of. With so, George jumping out with his fencing foil and new chest. Yes. Yeah. So they're tying old Star Trek with new Star Trek. It's the same universe. It's magical. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be, though? McCoy popped in last week. Shut up. 
How dare you? <laughs> Don't point out my flaws. Just truthing. They find that the old contagion was a complex water molecule that caused an intoxication-like effect. <laughs> they transferred the info to Dr. Crusher so she can work on the cure. Troy pops back to her quarters to find Yar rummaging around in her wardrobe and holding gaudy scarves up to herself, looking for a new image. Troy's like, no sis, you can't carry that off. <laughs> the way Yar was complimenting Troy's style and feeling up her stuff, I thought she had the hots for Troy. Yeah. But that's not the way no. they're going at all no, no, with no. this episode. Also, do the women have no boundaries on this crew? <laughs> Geordie's touching Yar's face. She doesn't do anything about it. Yar's yeah. breaking into Troy's room and messing with her scarves. Come on. They do know something is up. Mm. So they're probably being not as, you're being a creep. It's like you're obviously infected with something that's making you act weird. So they're just taking pity on them and being a bit more permissive because yeah, of that. I think. Treating them like idiots, I guess. Right. Yeah. Sensible Troy calls Picard to say Yar is infected. Then they waste our time with this. Number one, it seems our security chief has the equivalent of a snootful. Inquiry, sir. Snootful? Get it. Again, I really like Data, but this is already getting old on yeah. episode two. Oof. It's, yeah, well, again, it gets better. Not for a while, but it does eventually get better. Yeah. It's not his fault. He didn't write his lines. No. Wesley calls mom to show her his levitating tricorder. He's somehow fiddled around with his tractor beam thing. It's really good. And he's sweating up a storm, so she sends him to their quarters, quarantines him. Why him yeah. and not everybody else? Well, I don't actually, know. I don't think she realizes he's sweating. She just sends him there for his own safety. Oh. He is cheesed off that she is stunting his emotional growth. Meanwhile, Yar is sashaying down the corridor. Her pussy's on fire. Come kiss the flames. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is sexed up too, and she kisses some competition winner looking kind of schlubby guy. <laughs> he's, he's like a good five inches shorter than her. Aww. And just, yeah, kind of. Nothing wrong guys. Kind of dumpy. Uh, but, you know, why not? I, why not that guy? She's, that's her type, I guess. She'll uh, have a new one at this point. <laughs> on the bridge, Data is still uploading info from the other ship. Picard asks about the danger from the, the system's star, as if, well, you know, if it exploded, would we be able to get away? And Data says, no problem. We can outrun it on half impulse. <laughs> I'm impressed to see the chief engineer's a woman. Yes. Sarah McDougall and her assistant, Jim Shimoda. Is she a big character? Nope. Oh, <laughs> this is the only episode we see oh, her. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. And they keep swapping chief engineers for some reason. And eventually, Jordy becomes chief engineer, but not mm. until season two. Oh, right. It's very odd. Mm. They hear Picard calling them to the bridge. Shimoda is reluctant to go, leaving no one in engineering. But Wesley shows up and says, hey, I'll let you know if anything happens. He's up to shenanigans. <laughs> but I don't get why this dude is like, yeah, sure. Let's have this teenage kid. <laughs> yeah. Be the only one in charge here. <laughs> Great idea. And he just shrugs it off. He's not infected at this point. No. So I don't know what's going on. you got to follow your captain's orders, though, haven't you? Yeah, of course. On the bridge, Picard tells McDougal he didn't call for her. And then they hear Picard's voice on the intercom system saying he's turning command over to acting captain Wesley Crusher. <laughs> so now Picard is aware that Wesley is up to shenanigans. McDougal and Riker head down to sort out Wesley. What did you make of the bit where Worf says, oh, there's abnormal behavior reported on all decks. The training division is ordering everyone to attend electrometaphysics. <laughs> That's them losing control, is it? <laughs> well, metaphysics is like magic and stuff. 
Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, right. I thought metaphysics was just like really complicated physics. Oh, no, no. <laughs> metaphysics is like the supernatural or, you know, spirituality oh. and things like that. Oh, that makes much more sense. So is that what all scientists, oh, no, that's what all training people would, would do if they could make I everybody <laughs> mystical? I guess. I don't know. I'd had a spoiler for the next bit in The Toys That Made Us, which we watched for our bonus content this month. Mm -hmm. The limerick about the person from Venus who had... once was a woman from woman Venus. from Venus, yeah. body was shaped like a... Yeah, was it funny? <laughs> <laughs> that part wasn't funny because it's so crazy. Mm -hmm. But it was funny when Worf goes, I don't get their humor either. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. That was good. There was good timing from Data Picard and Worf, I yeah. thought, yeah. Yar calls into the bridge all May West style, telling Picard to come up and see her sometime. <laughs> so he sends Data. <laughs> Who is presumably asexual, so he'll just quarantine her. Yeah. Wesley is having a great time in engineering. He's put up a force field so the officers can't get in. They're draped all over each other in couples except for two extra guys who just stand there. I, I don't know <laughs> no same-sex attraction allowed no, in this no. episode. Wesley gives his manifesto about dessert before and after every meal and everyone cheers. They love it. <laughs> That's not very inventive, is it? No. A child would want more dessert. Come on. <laughs> Was it O'Reilly? Oh, yeah. Who took over. Yes. It's the same bit. Oh. Remember he took over in engineering and he was like singing songs and he was telling people to have, have a dance <laughs> oh, in the bowling true. alley. Oh, yeah. Singing oh, some of that. Oh, he was great. Are they not allowed to eat what they want, though, this crew? <laughs> This manifesto about dessert is just called being an adult. Suck it, kids. We can have dessert whenever we want. <laughs> a grinning Shimoda asks about the force field, and it's connected to the tractor beam emitter and the ship's power. So it, he's made it into a repulsor beam a la force field. But Shimoda is being all nice to Wesley, and he goes, I swear allegiance to you. And Wesley goes, come on in. And he lets Yamoda come in there and hang out with him. So Data arrives at Yar's place. She's given herself a makeover. What, no montage? <laughs> and it's Sigourney in Ghostbusters meets Isabella Rossellini in Death Becomes Her, which oh. is a good look. All right, very yeah. 80s, yeah. very powerfully sexual. Mm. Slicked back hair with a kiss curl, belly dancing style, get up with bare midriff, lipstick, hot. Yeah, I think she's attractive. Yeah. Yeah. There is a thing about her outfit here. She shows the underside of her breasts. Oh, she does. Which is something supposedly, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that Ron Berry back in the old days wanted to show the underside of a breast and they were like, no. And he's like, why not? All oh, right. So you show the top part of a breast. Why can't you show the under part of a breast? Another so of his grudges. This is like some, supposedly this was Ron Berry finally going, I can show the underside of a breast. I've got ultimate power. <laughs> There follows a very confusing mix of exposition and sexual assertiveness. Captain Picard ordered me to escort you to sickbay, Lieutenant. Did he say when? I'm sure he meant now. So you should get into uniform. But I got out of my uniform for you, Data. Do you know how old I was when I was abandoned? Chronological age? No. I'm afraid I am not familiar with... Five. Five years old. But I survived. I learned how to stay alive. How to avoid the rape gangs. I was 15 before I escaped. I am sorry. I did not know. And what I want now is gentleness. And joy. And love. 
From you, Data, you are fully functional, aren't you? Of course, but... How fully? In every way, of course. I am programmed in multiple techniques. A broad variety of pleasuring. Oh, you jewel. That's exactly what I hoped. Ooh. <laughs> what about the line, but I got out of uniform for you, Data. Do you know how old I was when I was abandoned? <laughs> what? Yeah. Childhood trauma revelations as foreplay? That is... Yeah, it really brought me out of it. Uh-huh. Like I was like, okay, this is pretty sexy. And I remember this being like a sexy thing back in the day. But yeah. watching it now, I'm like... Just before you start stroking it, put your trousers back on because you're not going <laughs> to like what comes next. No. No, and then she talks about avoiding rape gangs oh, on man. her home plan. And it's like, this is the opposite of sexy Absolutely. talk. Absolutely. What's going on here? Data doesn't care i guess and what data is programmed for pleasure with multiple techniques and desire i guess fanfic must be off the charts on this yeah i i had a friend and Anne elizabeth who was a big star trek nerd and she was super into data like way creepily into data (laughs) like later on there's parts where he like they open up panels on his body and you could see all the circuits and stuff that was part of her fetish as what well. What do you mean she was creepily into him? And what do you mean your aunt told you about her fetishes? No, Anne. Anne Elizabeth. Oh. Her name is Anne Elizabeth, <laughs> not my aunt. Oh, thought it was an aunt I'd never heard of. No, God no. <laughs> oh, okay. She was just my friend who was funny. She oh, was okay. really funny. Oh, but, and, okay she was, and she was open about her uh, her sexual kinks. Like, yeah, that's she was, fine. She was just as one long of as she's people. not your aunt, I'm, I'm all no. for it. <laughs> no, she's not my aunt. Troy's got it now and got the hearts for Bill Riker. <laughs> she's feeling a human side she's never felt before. Hmm. I thought they dated. Yeah, they did date. He carries her to sickbay. She looks very stiff and uncomfortable. Yeah, it's all weird because she never calls him Bill later in the series either. She calls oh. him Will. Oh. Yeah, so it's really bizarre that she called him Bill. It all seems just awkward and strange to me. Crusher's made an antidote based on the naked time, but it doesn't work on Jordy. He says he wanted it to help him see rainbows and sunsets like everyone else. <laughs> Riker heads to... Did you feel empathy for him? I... No. I wasn't really that bothered. No, because he can see a lot of things that other people can't see. It's yeah. grass is greener on the other side sort of nonsense to me. Yeah, people like to have a shared experience though, don't they? We can always feel that we're missing out, even if what we have is superior, I guess. Data's well, got yeah. everything better than everybody else, and yet he's like, <laughs> I want to be human. <laughs> How more human can you be? I mean, he's an animal in bed. <laughs> Let's say animal. Why do people say animal in bed? That's gross. <laughs> I'm never going to say that again. (laughs) Uh, Riker heads in to unnecessarily touch Crusher. He's shaking her because he's zoning out or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. She realizes they are both infected. Crusher says stay. He says he has to reactivate the command computers or they'll all die. So, yeah, fair enough. Although, why is this his job if MacDougall is the Scotty equivalent? Also, why no Scottish accent? Uh, (laughs) They've done the name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, good question. Mm. Very, very good question. I don't know. 
Now we have an almost fun scene between Picard and Wesley via view screen. Wesley just wants Picard to give him commands to carry out. He makes some good points that the captain doesn't do anything. He just tells other people to. So just tell me what to do. Uh -huh. He also notes that being drunk feels strange and good. He's making some great points. <laughs> Wesley tricks Picard into saying what he would do if he could, towing the other ship by tractor beam, then takes that as an order. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a good scene. Yeah. And a good Wesley scene as well. Worf reports that the star is collapsing. Of course it is. Meanwhile, Crusher is becoming infected while she searches for the cure. Wesley locks the tractor beam onto the other ship and isn't taking Picard's calls anymore. Mm -hmm. Data staggers onto the bridge and Picard is confused as how Data got infected. You and me both. This is one of those things where I think, because he says all this stuff about like, my internal fluids aren't unlike your blood. Mm. So I think maybe at this point in the show, his androidness was more like biological. Like yeah. he was a biological android. He was made, but he still worked Everything synthesized. Yeah. The human equivalent. But we learned later in the series, he's full of mechanical. Yeah. Like he's got lights and so... They hadn't worked that bit out yet. It's very preposterous that he would be infected. But as you said in your synopsis, there are many episodes where Data is the one not infected oh. by whatever the thing is going on. Like Spock was. Like Spock was yeah. and is able to save the day. Okay. Then Crush attempts Picard into his ready room. She's ready, all right. <laughs> We get this. <laughs> now, Doctor. I believe I've become infected myself, Captain. Do you know what the infection is? <laughs> Come on, quickly. <laughs> Sorry. It is definitely like alcohol intoxication. The same lack of good judgment. For example, right now, I find you extremely, extremely... Of course, we haven't time for that sort of thing. What sort of thing? Oh, God, would I love to show you. Doctor, there must be a cure, some formula. <laughs> Similar to the old one. Damn it, damn it, Captain. My dear Captain. You owe me something. You do realize that, don't you? I'm a woman. I haven't had the comfort of a husband, a man. Not now, Doctor. Please. I love her performance here. Who growled? <laughs> I think it was him. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. seem to come from anybody's body. <laughs> is there a message here of a woman without a husband is inconsolably thirsty? <laughs> <laughs> and this will spill over in the workplace <laughs> inconsolably thirsty i need that on a t-shirt the, uh, that's great why can't she just be thirsty you know why can't she just be ready for some action she's busy she's a career woman and she's raising yeah. a kid i yep. get that she wouldn't have a lot of time for meet, meeting other dudes and yeah. and hooking up she's but, allowed to be thirsty isn't she as yeah. one of her parts we all adopt different roles in different aspects of our lives, don't we? I can identify with her in particular right now because like many of you out there, I'm enacting all my roles from one setting. Mother, counsellor, podcaster, wife, friend, sexual being, all from home. <laughs> I've been really valuing the time to step out of all of those when I can. Right. To dance or paint or mm. whatever. I, ho I hope you're all able to do that out there. Maybe listening to this now you are. Yeah. If you are going to work, your experience must be so different from what most of us 
are understanding right now. Mm. I'd love to hear from you either way. Yeah, please let us know. So now Picard is infected and barely manages not to giggle and wave and wave at Crusher. <laughs> Worf notices and covertly calls Riker to tell him Picard's got infected. <laughs> He's a great crew member who really flies under the radar. This is a Klingon, though. What happened? Was he adopted? Oh. Sedated? He, well, actually, he's not sedated, but he is adopted. Ah. And you're going to find out a lot of interest. He's a really complex character. Yeah. And we get a lot of cool stuff about him. Okay. It's red alert, finally, due to the star getting ready to implode into a white dwarf. It does, sending fragments flying out. Part of the star is on a collision course with the Enterprise, and Worf is the only one that's noticing any of the stuff is going on and paying attention to the safety of the ship. He's good. Is this, though, because no one touches Worf because they're racist? (laughs) Well, it could be, or this is all happening so quickly, and he's just in in his job, like just sitting where he's supposed to be sitting. Mm -hmm. But you're right. They all seem to be touching on each other, and nobody's touching on Worf. That's it. Maybe he's a little intimidating, though. Well, yeah. Could be. Picard struggles to say his orders to Worf. Bridge controls are not responding due to Wesley's shenanigans, so they can't do anything from the bridge now. MacDougall shorts the power to the force field, but nothing can be done with all the command chips out. Worf estimates 14 minutes until collision, not long enough. Get data, says Wesley. This drunk kid is pretty on it. (laughs) Yeah, Wesley's pretty awesome in this episode. This is not a Wesley hating episode. This is a a Wesley loving episode. I think so. But Uh, tell us if you find him annoying in this. Data arrives all drunk and distracted, but Wesley tells him that replacing the chips is a game. So he sets to work. But uh, and of course, they speed up the film. So Data's doing Mm -hmm. it at super speed. Yeah. Of course, he says, oh, no, this will take me a minute longer than we have. Mm -hmm. But he still keeps doing it. So Rikers gets all sweaty. He's like, oh, man, now I'm infected. (sighs) Next up, a fun-ish scene between Crusher and Picard, confused between professionalism and attraction. I like that they've got these competing motivations to do it and to save everyone's lives. Mm -hmm. In real life, though, a life or death situation would send them into fight, flight or freeze and out of the feed and breed. Right. Because those needs are secondary, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess this is interfering with that. Yeah. It's making those secondary needs uh, primary needs. Right, yeah. Unlike intoxication or any other human (laughs) function. (laughs) This is entertainment. Yeah, lighten up. The confusion and distraction is good, though, as shown here by Crusher forgetting where she's going with her hypospray. Well, she has figured out the cure. In spite of all this, she's got the cure. Brilliant. So back in engineering, Riker isn't giving poor little Wesley any attention for his school project either, just (laughs) like mom. Then Wesley, a few steps after everybody watching the show, says, what if there were a hundred times more powerful? My little tractor beam. Yeah. And Crusher's new vaccine works on LaForge and his head clears almost instantly. She injects herself and Picard and they both set off to hyperspray the rest of the crew. Great work, Bev. Wesley works out how to turn the ship's tractor beam into a repulsor beam. MacDougall says that'll take weeks to lay out circuits for. Wesley's like, no, you just do this. He gets confused midway through, though, because he's a drunk genius kid. Yes. Picard rushes in and hyposprays everyone, but Wesley completes his work while drunk. (laughs) The beam bounces the Enterprise away from the other ship, buying the extra time that they need. The ship is destroyed by the fragment, and it's still heading towards them. Data inserts the last ship just in time, and they warp out of there. 
I noticed that there were the same number of chips in every time they cut back to check on his progress. <laughs> Do they just reuse the same footage? Of course. He's yeah. cute. We'll allow it. <laughs> on the bridge, Worf is shocked to hear about Wesley. Crusher is proud and Riker recommends he receive a fair mention in Picard's log. <laughs> Picard says he'll acknowledge Wesley's science teacher as well. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Shout out to the teachers, you gods and goddesses. <laughs> we end with this. Congratulations, sir. To many people. Data, I'm only going to tell you this just once. It never happened. I put it to you all. I think we shall end up with a fine crew if we avoid temptation. So, number one, let's go to our next job. Aye, sir. Alan, prepare for warp three. Heading 294, Mark 37. Warp 3 heading 294, Mark 37, sir. Engage. Ah, how do you like your eggs in the morning, yeah? <laughs> Cold and for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Thanks. That's a good one. You should be proud of that. <laughs> I got another t-shirt that I want. <laughs> so concepts. Oh, was it signed by enough for Chris? Did the writer take the piss? Challenge our worldview or give us deja vu? Was a life being subdued? I give it a two. How about you? Life Naked Time, this one was intended by Gene Roddenberry to serve as a means to quickly introduce the wants and needs of the crew. I mm -hmm. get that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. However, Fontana stated, while the script was given a good reaction by almost everybody, the Roddenberry pattern of dealing with scripts befell it. Hmm. After a staffer turned in the official second draft of the script, they were not allowed to touch it again, no matter how good the script appeared to be. It would be rewritten by Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> if possible, scenes of sexual content would be inserted into the script. <laughs> of course. When two such scenes were put into The Naked Now, in addition to other scenes which I felt debased the female characters of the series, I put my sentiments into a frankly worded memo of comment on the script. My comments were ignored. Interesting. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> That's from the 50-year mission, the next 25 years. Yeah. Everyone's motivation was sexiness in the workplace, except the two black characters. Oh, yeah, mm. good point. Good point. Although one of them wasn't infected, of course. <laughs> <laughs> right. But is there something there about not wanting to show interracial attraction or sex Could scenes? Be. Oh, of course, the child's motivation was not sexiness either. Right. You thought that Wesley would just be jerking it the whole I mean, time. <laughs> he's a teenager. How can that not be his motivation? But then, of course, he would just be in his quarters. <laughs> yeah. The end. <laughs> Instead, he had the drive for power, which probably a wise decision on yeah. the writer's part. Yeah, yeah. It's a harrowing recreation of the UK response to COVID-19. <laughs> Crusher as Boris Johnson. <laughs> the usual ridiculously bad infection control. Uh -huh. Although they were testing and supposedly had decontaminated everyone. They were so slow to get on top of it. Oh my God. And also the infection had mutated a la COVID-2, SARS. Oh, and the yeah. uh, inoculations didn't work at all. All right. So topical. Yeah. Of yeah. the yin-yang. It was driving me crazy. Jordy had symptoms immediately. Mm -hmm. So why not lock everybody down? They didn't even know the person fell on him at that point. No. And that he was the only original one infected. Yeah. It could have been all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So the original script called Revelations, LaForge infected Yar after making unwanted sexual advances onto her. Mm. So there wasn't much of that in this. Nobody was really creeping. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. 
A drunk child is as useful as a normal one, though more disobedient. He gets rewarded for it quite handsomely, doesn't he? Total genius off the charts with that. Yeah, he didn't realise all the chips being out was a problem. Yeah, well. In a 2006 review, Will Wheaton gave this episode a D+. Ooh. This is a quote from him. The Naked Now has some genuinely funny moments, but it was only the second time after the series pilot encounter at Farpoint that audience had seen us. And this episode was not the best way to introduce the audience to a new show with mm-hmm. the new cast, especially when we all knew we were standing on the shoulders of giants. Those are good points. A strange time to introduce their inner impulses when we don't even know their outer impulses, you yes. know, their, yeah. their normal personality. Right, exactly. I hear he's done a review of every episode that he's in or something, hasn't he? I think so, yeah. They're supposed to be really good, so yeah, we should try and dip into those each time. Mm-hmm. Day two seemed to get the drunkest, or at least acting-wise, Yeah. which was strange mm-hmm. and fun. Data has search engine to find the other time someone showered in their clothes. Wasn't the old computer faster than this? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Spock would have just known it. Yeah, well, yeah. Points for Wesley's inventions, the competing motivations that were going on for self-preservation versus sexy times. There's a lot that didn't make much sense conceptually, and the infection control was unacceptable. Look at New Zealand. Everyone who flied in had to self-isolate for two weeks, no matter what. Yeah. And boom, they're smashing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Three out of ten. Yeah, that's great. I, I, I mean, I agree. I think three out of ten is right. There's there's no new concepts. Nothing's getting pushed here. Even the concepts that they have are poorly executed. So mm. I'm going to even go lower. I'm going to give Ooh. it a two. Ooh. Two out of ten, yeah. Yikes. That's probably got to be alternative factor level score in there. <laughs> entertainment. That's entertainment. Oh, yeah. There was charm and fun in there somewhere. George Takei wrote in his autobiography to the stars that this was a total copy of one of the best original series episodes, that it was unoriginal and was like seeing young children putting on their parents' clothes and trying to act like Ooh. grown-ups. Ooh, <laughs> damn. Yeah. Good fix, wet. Drunk yeah. and horny acting was mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. Data, Crusher and Wesley were especially good, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Picard. Yeah. We saw a bit of range in there, didn't we? Yeah. There were some pretty good scenes, good mm-hmm. performances. The whole thing was kind of staggering towards being entertaining and funny, and then it got distracted and didn't quite make it. Yeah. We've got to attribute some of that to Jean's rewrites, yeah. I imagine. Mm, probably. I wasn't bored. It no. was silly. Yeah. We had a costume change yeah. and some awkwardness that mm-hmm. was kind of entertaining. Bit of a clunky script at times and slow. Uh, and some kind of slow exchanges and jokes. I'll give it a five out of 10. Yeah, I was not bored and it was interesting. They made some wrong turns, but yeah, average. I'd say it's about average. I think this isn't as bad as I remembered it being. I thought this was intolerable, this episode, but I was actually like, "Eh, it's all right. Yeah. Sexiness. Sexiness. Now we're talking. (laughs) Awkward seduction scene with Crusher and Picard. That grunting growl sound. Gates McBad was given the scene for her auditions. So she was under the impression that Crusher would be a hilarious character. <laughs> Is she not going to be? No. Oh. <laughs> Yara all sexed up with the curl on her forehead and the open sexy mouth and the underboob, of course. Yeah. I love her swaying strut down the hall and Data having various techniques for pleasure. Mm. Denise, the actress for Yara, said this was her favorite scene as the character. I thought she might fancy Troy, but it was a purely opposite sex touching scenario throughout. Mm. So inhibition's not that loosened. (laughs) Women as temptresses, sirens, sexual predators, not fit for the workplace. I don't know. Am I just putting that on it? Because them distracting the men didn't cause any harm. No. So it wasn't that. 
I think that having the women be the sexual aggressors in this circumstance is so that if the men were doing it, it would be creepy. Yeah, I think and, you're right. And when the women do it, it doesn't, sexy. It doesn't feel as creepy. Yeah. yeah. Four out of five? Yeah, I don't know. Because I remember that scene with Data and Yar being pretty sexy. Mm. But then she brings up the whole like... Oh my goodness me. Childhood trauma stuff. And I'm yeah. like, going, oh, I do not feel sexy at all now. Yeah. Is she saying that because she knows he'll be a gentle lover? I guess so. Or something? She's just needing to talk about it, I guess. And Do it afterwards. Come on. But yeah, it's it's a little weird. I'm mm. not going to give it the four. I'll go down to 3.5 in light of that. I'm going to give it a three. Well, your guesses? It was due to terrible infection prevention, kind of, although mm -hmm. they tried. Mm -hmm. I was hoping for dancing, karaoke, no. Kissing, yes. Yeah. There wasn't really any violence, crying or creepy stuff, although mm. LaForge did get sad. Data was affected. And did not save the day. That's not fair. No, no. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I should have got that right. You should have gotten that run right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, Rachel, that was The Naked Now. Next week is, I think, a pretty racist episode. Oh, of, no. Yeah, we, we get some bad ones right off the bat here. Ooh. We're going to look at it. Maybe it isn't as racist as everybody's saying it is. We'll find out. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for trekking with me into the next generation uh, you're welcome and thank you so much to everybody listening to this right now shout out to our beautiful patrons and if you're thinking of joining us on patreon.com our bonus content last month was our coverage of the toys that made us mm -hmm. a documentary about star trek toys over the decades so head over there and join the crew if you fancy it thank you to all who have with well, i'm chris lackey and i'm rachel lackey and you've been listening to rachel watches star trek <laughs>